Good morning, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful day. We continue where we left off in Edevin, page 25a. The second line from the top. If you have an enclosed area for non-residential purposes, and it's larger than Tussauds, and therefore the rabbis forbid you from carrying it, even though it's totally in circle and biblically is considered a private domain, but rabbinically you're not allowed to carry. So you want to reduce the area. So you should be able to be allowed to carry. It should be reduced to Tusa, a little more than 7,500 square feet. So if you reduce it by planting trees, that's not considered a reduction. Because... Trees provide shades, and it, that's, it's, it's normal to plant it in the karfuf. So it's part of it. It doesn't reduce it in size. But if you build a pillar, which is 10 tvachim high and 4 tvachim wide, so then it could have a meat. Then it does reduce, reduce uh, the space. Because a pillar doesn't serve any useful purpose for the karvuf. So it's not considered part of the karvuf. So it reduces the size, even if it's in the middle of the karvuf, I'm allowed to carry, I'm allowed to carry. Then he says, Pachas Megimol, the width of the pillars less than three Tvachim, it's not a reduction, because it's insignificant. The question is, from three Tvachim up until four Tvachim. See, we have an argument in Rabban, Rav, Rav, Omer, Havamit. It is a reduction. Rav, Omer, Havamit. What's the logic? What's the rationale? So you might explain. Rabbi says it is considered a reduction. Since it's three tvachim is no longer considered levud, it's if it's less than three tvachim, then we consider it attached. So therefore, it's insignificant. But once it's three, it has a significance that you can no longer consider it attached. So therefore, it also here it has a significance that this beam is considered has a significance if it's three tvachim wide. Rabbi says, no, any area of uh, less than four by four, it has no significance. It's not a place in its own. It has no, it's not considered uh, separate from the rest of the karfuf. Because in order to violate a prohibition on Shabbos, you have to lift up from a place or be placed in an area of four tvachim by four tvachim. That's the minimum size of an area. So anything less than that has no significance and therefore that doesn't minimize the karfuf. And now the Gemara gives another scenario where the same argument will play out in Rabba and Rav. What if he moved four tvachim from the old wall and erected a new wall? Here we're talking about a different scenario. We're talking about when a, uh, a karfuf was originally enclosed for a non-residential area, and then you build a house there, and then, then you change it to a residential purpose. But it's too late. 
because the walls were built when it wasn't residential. When are you allowed to carry an enclosed area, no matter how large the size, at first you build a home and then you build the walls specifically to encircle the residence. But here, when I built the wall, it was for non-residential purpose. Later on, I added the residential purpose. So what do you have to do? You have to now build a new wall. So let's say he wants to, the new wall that he builds is four tfachim away from the old wall. And you put a new partition. So how you? According to everyone, this, this is effective. This works. Because it's considered a new enclosure. So it's now, it's as if I've made a new enclosure around the residential area and therefore I can carry in the whole entire car for no matter how large it is. Again, it has to be uh, 10, 10 amas, a little more than, 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 than 10 amas like we learned earlier. If you wanted to break the wall more than 10 amas and you make it, that's fine. You don't have to change the whole enclosure, just adding that one enclosure, it's fine. If it's less than three tvachim to the wall, it's not effective because it's levud, it's considered attached to the wall. So I didn't do anything. I didn't add a new wall, it's less attached to the previous wall. It's like I extended the previous wall. So if by extending the previous wall, now the open space is, is a satusa, then of course it's okay. You minimize the space. But we're talking about no, you have a huge, gigantic space. You just want to consider a new wall. Well, if it's attached to the old wall, it's not considered a new wall. So I still can carry in the space. If it's between three tvachim and four tvachim away from the wall, that we have an argument. According to Rabbi, Rabbi Rabbi says it would help. Like we learned earlier that the Rabbi, like we, Rabbi said, Rabbi, Rabbi says it helps. Hard enough because since three is not considered attached, so therefore it has a significance. So it's like a new wall. Rabbi says it doesn't help. Anything less than four tvachim, four by four is not considered a space in itself, and therefore it has no significance. Your mother says, Rabbi taught this argument in Rabbi and Rabbi in a more lenient manner. That a space of three tvachim is according to everyone is good, even according to Rava. The argument is if it's less than three tvachim, same thing, a pillar, and it's less than three, a pillar three tvachim wide, everyone holds it can reduce the karfah. The question is if it's less, less, less than three tvachim. That even less than three, according to Rava, it's considered significant. Now the Gemara discusses another way of reducing the area of the carpet. If he applied mud to the inside of the wall of the carpet, so reduce the area down to base, if it can stand on its own. If when you remove the wall, the mud will stand on its own, then it is considered a reduction. If the mud cannot stand on its own, Rabbi, we have an argument. Rabbi, Amar, Rabbi says it's still a reduction. And Rabbi, Amar, Rabbi says, Rabbi, Rabbi says it's not considered a reduction. Rabbi, Amar, Rabbi, explains the rationale. Rabbi says it's a reduction. Because now it's at least it's standing. Yes, when you remove the wall, it can stand on its own. 
but now with the support of the wall, it's standing, so I minimize the space and I have the the proper size. Rav says it's not a reduction. Since it can't stand on its own, even when it's standing, it has no significance. So Rav is always lenient, and Rav is uh, uh, strict. Okay, now the Gemara discusses a case of a karfuv that's surrounded by a wall, but not for residential purpose. And then you add a residential purpose, now you want to make a new wall. The karfuf is bigger than two so, and one of its one of its partitions is a mountain, like a mountain, a mountain. So here, if you move Fort Fachim back from a mountain and put up a wall in front of it, like to re-enclose it, should be like a new enclosure. Hoyle, it helps. Pachas what if it's less than three? Or yalsvasa tail. Or if he puts up the partition on the upper edge of the mound, at the lip of the mound, we have an argument. One says it helps. One says that it doesn't help. In other words, because since he's putting a partition, he's building a partition on top of an existing partition. So one of them says it helps. It doesn't matter that I'm building on top of an existing partition. Since it's a new addition, so it's like I'm making a new wall. And one says it doesn't help. Since it's a, there's already an existing partition, so I'm, I'm not putting any new partition, just adding to it, enhancing a partition, that's not considered like a new partition. So the old partition was there before I, um, I built a residential, or I designated for residential purpose and therefore it doesn't help and since it's too large it's so large it's more than two so I'm not allowed to carry the Gemara says this time I'll bring you a proof that Rabchiz is the one who's lenient and says it does help to build a, a mound on top of a mound a, a wall on top of the mound which is a wall we learn a person builds a wall on top of a wall says Regarding the laws of Shabbos, it's effective. In other words, our case, our scenario. Regarding to re-enclosing a karfuf, it's considered a new enclosure. After you designated the residential area and the residential purpose, therefore it's effective. Now I can carry in the whole entire karfuf. But regarding the laws of a convert's estate, a convert who is considered like a newly born, has no r- relations. Biblically, he can even marry his mother or she can marry a father. It's absolutely like a newly born person, a genuine conversion, not the fictitious conversion, reform conservative conversion, a real conversion, a halachic conversion. It's a magical process. It's a transformational. It's as if the person went into the mikvah, comes out a new person. It's like uh, something you put into the laboratory and your soul, you become a new person. You have a Jewish soul and you fuse with the Jewish family and you have no relation, no connection to to your past. This is your birthday. This becomes your birthday. So, so a person has no relatives. So if he dies and he has, he has a, an estate, who inherits the estate? He hasn't, let's say he had no children after he converted. 
So who inherits his estate? It's ownerless. So if a person goes into this estate and he builds a wall, so if you build a wall on top of a wall, that you don't acquire, that's not considered an acquisition of, of this uh, courtyard, of this, this area. Because I didn't do anything. There was already a wall. So, so regarding the laws of a convert, it's not considered a property. It's not considered a wall. Rav Sheshesh says, Not only in the case of the convert, but even for Shabbos it doesn't help because I didn't add any wall. I didn't do anything. He already had an existing wall. Just adding to it doesn't, doesn't, is not effective. So I, I haven't re-enclosed. I didn't make a new wall after, the res- after I designated residential purpose. So this wall was built from before. And uh, when I built it, it was not allowed for me to carry inside this huge area. So even though now I build a home there and I'm living there, it's not enough. I, cannot, I still cannot carry it. That's the argument of Chizda and Rav Sheshesh. Uh, and here also Rav Amnuna. Rav who says that it doesn't help it's not considered a new wall, new enclosure. He'll agree with me. If I make a partition on top of the mound, let's say the top of the mound itself is more than two saw. So even though it's considered an enclosure, because the mound itself, the walls at the edge are walls, and we consider it, it goes up. So it's cons- biblically, it's considered a private domain. But rabbinically, I'm not allowed to carry because it's too large of a space. And it wasn't enclosed for residential purposes. Then I build a home there, and now it becomes residential purpose. So even Rav Chizda would agree with me, and even Rav Amnuna would agree with me, that now I could, <coughs> I could add a wall. If I add a wall on top of the mound, at the, at the ledge, at the, ed, the edge of the, of the mound, and I add a wall, that it's okay. Why? You already had a wall. Because my time, why? Because if I'm adding a wall to consider the space in the ground that's on, that's on the ground, not on the ledge, then I can't because I, I didn't add anything. The walls are already there. Just I made the wall larger. It doesn't mean anything. It has no significance. But for the if, if I'm coming to enable me to carry on top of the mound, a huge space, a huge mound, a huge mountain that's on top of the mound, and it's a huge space, more than two saw, there the walls do make a difference because the other walls are legal walls, but I can't see those walls. Now I build the walls, now I feel that I'm, I have privacy, I'm living in the closed area. So therefore, the walls do help. For Shabbos, it's as if I first I live there and then I build walls and I'm allowed to carry no matter how huge the space is. Boy, Rabbi Now asked, according to that building on top of a wall is not effective. What if What if I build a wall on top of a wall? He said it's not effective. Fine, but then the earth swallowed up, the wall sunk in, the lower wall sunk in, and now I'm left with the new wall. So now do I consider these are new walls? These were built after I lived in there, after I turned it into a residential purpose. So is it okay? Am I allowed to now carry in this whole area? What's the question? If you're asking about 
to could these walls affect be affected and now I acquire this state of the convert who died without any ears. So since now the wall is effective, I did something in the field, in the courtyard, that's effective. Now you have a wall only because of the wall that I built. This is the exact case, the ruling of Yirmiya of Bira. From Bira said the name of Yehuda. If someone threw a turnip and a crack in the ground belonging to a convert who died without children, Oh, so another Jew came in and he dug in the ground. Who, who gets to acquire the, the, his, his estate? The second one acquires it because he took action. He changed something in the field. While the first one didn't do anything. He just threw a turnip into the hole in the ground. Well, nothing happened. Yeah, with time, things will happen. With time. The seed will rot and then it'll start growing. But right now I didn't do anything. So even if it ended up rotting and growing, that comes later and that happens automatically. My time, or what's the reason? Because the moment that I threw the turnip in the hole, I didn't improve the field. I didn't do anything for the field. Later on when something grows, even if it grows before the other person came and dug in the ground, it happens on its own. I didn't do anything to acquire it. So to over here, the same issue. When I built the wall, I didn't add anything to the field. The field was already surrounded. So I didn't do anything in the field. I didn't improve the field. Even if later on, this, the lower wall sinks, and now the wall that I build now is effective, now it protects the field, but that happened on its own. I didn't, it's not my action that did it. So surely that doesn't help me to acquire um, the field. The question is regarding the Shabbos. Have a mechitza and Shabbos. So what's the question? Since it's a wall that was erected on Shabbos, called Mechitza, Nasa B'Shabbos, B'Meshegi, B'Meshegi, we learn any partition made on Shabbos, whether inadvertently or deliberately, it's still a valid partition. So even though this new partition started functioning in the middle of Shabbos, it should still be a valid partition, and it's considered re-enclosed. It doesn't have to be a wall, doesn't have to for Shabbos, you don't have to build it yourself, even if it happens on its own, and even if it happens inadvertently. <coughs> in the middle of Shabbos. <coughs> so to here, now that the other walls sunk in, and now that I'm left with these walls, so these are new walls that surround the residential areas, which enables me to carry, no matter how big the space is. So what it says, why are you so certain? Didn't we learn in this bright summer of Nachman? Nachman says, that this is only true regarding the throwing in this area. Yes, that biblically is considered a private domain. Any wall that's that's made on its own, even if it's done intentionally and deliberately, forbidden, you're not allowed to build a wall in Shabbos. But after you made the wall, it's considered a private domain, and if you throw anyone who throws into it on Shabbos, you carry it from the public to the private, and you're liable. Have a little but rabbinically, it's prohibited for you to carry. So, here too, that's the question. Who says you're allowed to carry? Yes, no, there's no question that because of those walls that I built, it's still considered a private domain. That wasn't the issue. The question is, the rabbis say you're not allowed to carry. It's too large of a space. So maybe here too, you're still not allowed to carry. So Gimbalah says, no, the Rav Nachman, the Rav Nachman say you're not allowed to carry rabbinically. I'm amazed at it. If you build on Shabbos and the walls intentionally, you violate a desecrated Shabbos. Therefore, the rabbis forbid you to carry. But if it happens unintentionally by itself, then even rabbinically allowed to carry. So to here, since the walls on its own, 
the walls sunk in on Shabbos and these new walls, the additional walls that I added now become the wall and encircles it and it happened on its own. So even so, I should be able to carry even rabbinically in this whole area because it's, it's like I build a home first and then I encircle But it tells the story how he eats. There was this woman, there was a woman who built a wall on top of a wall, a partition on top of a partition in the convert's property. A convert who had no ears. Also, a man came and dug a, a, a little bit in the ground. So this is the other one came and dug, dug a little in the earth. They came for Rav Nachman and he said it belongs to the other person, the person who just dig, dug a little in the earth. She came and the woman came and started yelling. Let's not fear, I build a wall and you're saying that it doesn't belong to me. So Rav Nachman said, What can I do for you? You did not acquire the field, you not take possession the way people take possession. Putting a partition on top of an existing partition is not an acceptable way. You didn't do anything. You didn't improve the property. The property was already partitioned. Adding to the partition, who cares? He improved the property. He dug. Now the Gemara discusses a person has a car of three saw, and he roofed. He made a roof over one of the saw, one saw. Sadov Amar says the covered space combines with the open space to make it exceed to Because since it wasn't enclosed for residential purposes. So the open space it continues into the closed space. So it's like it's more than two saw. I'm not allowed to carry. no. The space, the covered space, is not combined with the open space. So I'm allowed to carry. The covered area is considered separate from the covered area. And since the uncovered area is two saws, I'm allowed to carry. And of course, in the other space, I'm allowed to carry. Each one is considered a separate space. Why? Because we have the principle of we consider as if the ledge, the edge of the roof continues down and goes down and acts like a wall. So it's a separate, it's a separate, so each one is considered a separate area. So this is two saw and this is one saw. So therefore you're allowed to carry in both of them. Should we say that we're arguing in the argument between Ditma, we learned Ditma, we learned Aksadra Bibika. If you have a pavilion in an open field, the pavilion has a flat roof, but it doesn't have any walls. Rab said, I can carry throughout. Shmuel says, I could only carry only, only four Amas. And he explains, what's the argument? We say the edge of the roof extends downwards and seals it up. 
So it's a, therefore it's, it acts as a partition. So even though the pavilion has no walls, but the size of the roof, like it extends downwards if the whole area is enclosed. Shmuel Amr Shmuel says, Shmuel says you can only carry four Amas. You can't carry in the whole area. We says we don't. He doesn't hold. In this case, you don't apply the principle that the side of the roof extends downwards. So the covered area is not considered enclosed, and carrying is prohibited. Because what's the? What do you mean? It's, it's an established principle. How can Shmuel argue? But Shmuel says it's only true if you have walls. In the pavilion, you have no walls. You just have a roof, four poles and a roof. In this case, you don't say particular yeded v'seis. The law, of course, follows Rav, that you do say particular v'seis, even if there are no walls. So Rav, I'm with the So let's say the argument of Rav and Rav is exactly that argument. Since you roofed, you, one of the saw, you put a roof on it. So, Rav Zayda says that you don't say it's considered closed. So therefore, it's, it's one big karfuf of three saw. You're not allowed to carry in any part of it. And Rav Zayda says, no, we say that the roof extends downward. So therefore, it's two separate, uh, two separate parts, the two saw and the open space, which is two saw which has the minimum requirement, which allows you to carry, and the, uh, and the covered part is, is, is its own separate area. So your mother says, no, really, I'll tell you, if it was built like an exadra with a flat roof, everyone would agree with Rav that you were allowed to carry. Here we're talking about It's a slanted roof. That's the argument. Whether in the case of a slanted roof, whether in that case, do we also say that the wall extends down? So within Rav, they're arguing. When Rav would say that the wall extends down, even if there are no walls, if that's only true if the roof is flat, that's uh, Rav's opinion. And Abzeda says no, even, and that's the law, like Abzeda, even if the roof is, is, is a slant, a slanted, you also say that the wall extends down. Oh, but Abzeda, Abzeda says, I agree with you, I agree to Rav, but Karfu, and Nifriz, that's too saw. But then it's breached. The karfuf is breached in its entirety to the courtyard that you're not allowed to carry because the space of the courtyard, now they become one. And so now the karfuf extends more than Tusa. The only reason I allowed in the case of it was covered a roof because we consider the edge of the roof as if it extends down and acts as a wall. But if the wall is breached and they become one, yes. Then the karfuf now is considered larger than Tusa, and I'm not allowed to carry. My time mehoyil va'aver chotzer miyaserei, because the ear in the the space in the courtyard forbids me to carry. Miyasri makes the extends the carfuf more than two saw. Masla Rabbi Yisuf has 
How could this be? How could you say that? The courtyard you're allowed to carry. In the beginning, you're allowed to carry from the courtyard to the Karfuf. Like Rab Shimon. Rab Shimon says you can, that even though the courtyard and the Karfuf are considered two different types of spaces, it doesn't matter. I can carry from one to the other. So both of them were permitted. I was allowed to carry from the Karfuf before the breach. I was allowed to carry from the Karfuf to the courtyard, from the courtyard to the Karfuf. So how is it possible that now that I have a breach, now that the courtyard, you're extending the Karfuf into the courtyard, so the the courtyard was, was permissible, and I can even carry from the courtyard to the Karfuf. So how can that extra space now make the Karfuf pr- pr- prohibited to carry. And that if that extends the, the space of the Karfuf, if I can't carry, it makes no sense, no logic. And the courtyard was surrounded for a residential space. So the only area that I have that's not residential space is the Karfuf, and that's exactly too saw, not bigger. The fact that it is breached into the courtyard, the courtyard was surrounded for residential space. And before I can carry from the courtyard to the carfu, from the carfu to the courtyard. So even after the breach, I, how can I consider it legally as if the carfu extends into the courtyard? Now the carfu is larger than Tussaud, and therefore I can no longer carry. Amla Abaye Kaman, Kadab Shimon. Because you're asking, because the law follows like Rab Shimon, that the, the courtyard and the carfur, even though they're two different types of spaces, you can carry from one to the other. But even according to Rab Shimon, I have another problem. That the walls, now that the wall is breached, the wall is gone, that space of the wall, I add to the Karfuf, and now the Karfuf is larger than two saws. Two saw that it was before, which had the right amount, the right space, not an inch more. But now that I, the walls are breached, and now the Karfuf extends that area of the wall, the space, the width of the wall. So now the area of the Karfuf is larger than two saw. So, how, so therefore, I'm not allowed to carry in, in the Karfuf. A carfuf that was breached totally in its entirety, the entire wall, um, parallel to the chutz of the courtyard was breached. So chutz and muteres, the chutz that I'm allowed to continue to carry in the courtyard. The carfuf also, the carfuf is forbidden. Why? Chutz are my time. The reason I'm allowed to carry in the courtyard is ligifufi. Because while the Karfuf has been breached in its entirety into the courtyard, but the courtyard's wall still has four walls on the sides, on the right and the left side of the breach. So the, the courtyard I can continue to carry. The Karfuf I can't continue to carry, even though the law follows up Shimon, because now the breach, the space of the thickness of the wall, you add that to the Karfuf, now the Karfuf is larger than Tusa, and I can no longer carry it. But sometimes it could be the reverse. What if the what if the karfuf, if the courtyard is entirely breached into the karfuf and the karfuf is larger than the courtyard? So the karfuf still has four walls. 
So you should say in the Karfuf you can still carry in the, in, the, in the courtyard not. Ella, we have to say, the reason is, because the Karfuf, since the wall is breached, so now I have that extra space, thickness of the wall added to the Karfuf, so now it's larger than Tusa. So I can no longer, I can no longer carry in the Karfuf. But the courtyard I could carry. Because that was surrounded for a residential area. For a residential purpose. So it doesn't matter if there's a breach, I can still carry. So even if it's bigger, even though the walls were breached, and now the courtyard is larger than Tusa, it doesn't matter. It could be as large as, who cares? Since it's the walls are surrounded, was surrounding a residential area, it can be as large as it could be. So the courtyard I could carry in the... And the Karfuf uh, I can't carry. The Gemara says, "Ahu Bustin, that was some good. There was a garden that was next to the wall of the house, a good of the apartment of the, of the palace. Nafal Ashisa Brayisa, the outside wall of the house fell down. The apartment. Which also served as the wall of the orchard collapsed. And the wall was one of the walls which surrounded the orchard for residential purposes. What happened was when you build a home. When you originally build the, build the orchard and build a home, your intention was you're not going to use the orchard for residential purposes. But when you finish building the mansion, you made a door. It should be like a park. It should be available to the home, the people in the home. So this wall also completed the encircling of the orchard, that it was encircled for residential purposes. But now that the wall collapsed, maybe I can rely on the inner walls of the house. Because now the inner walls of the house is exposed to the orchard. So the inner walls which were constructed to enclose the wall for dwelling purpose should also enclose the orchard. Even though when the wall was built, you didn't intend Originally, when you started building the house and you made the orchard, you weren't intending to use the orchard for residential purposes. It was only later you changed your mind when you came to build the last wall, the adjoining wall, the adjacent wall to the orchard. Then you put in the door, you changed your plans, and you put in the door so it should be accessible. And that wall became now the enclosure for the orchard. And now that wall fell. So how can you rely? He says, nevertheless, he says you can rely on the inner wall. Because you descend from the from Malaysia, people short-lived lives, truncated lives. You say incorrect things. Rabibi was the son of Abaya, and the Gemara says was a descendant of Eli Akoyin, the high priest, and they died at a young age as a result of the curse placed in their family. They were called Mulaya, the truncated ones. Their lives were cut short. 
So he says, it doesn't make sense what you're saying. The inner walls of the house were made for inside the house. And when you build that part of the wall, you didn't have a mind to make the, the orchard accessible. And you made it for the inside of the house. That wasn't going to be the wall for the orchard. So they were not made for the outside. And therefore, right now, I don't have a wall that surrounds the walls that were made initially, the other three walls. That was with the intention that the orchard is going to be separate and apart, not for residential purpose. The wall that I made when I intended to change my mind, I intended now to make it residential purpose, and then I built the wall, that wall is gone. So therefore, I'm not allowed to carry it. Okay, we'll stop here to be continued uh, tomorrow. We'll stop four lines from the bottom of page 25b. Everyone have a wonderful day.